Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome and happy Spinny Saturday to you out there. It's the Field of 68 Best Bet Show, presented by Bet Rivers. We are the three-man weave. I'm Kai. You got Jim. You got Matt sporting the FAU winning in paradise Ooh, shirt. I'm sporting a Gonzaga shirt. That's right. Ooh, tip my hand on who I like today in that matchup. Maybe, maybe. Good teaser for the show. Great intro. Jim, takeaways from yesterday. We know we got a chili cook-off coming up. That's right, the weave. Chili cook-off, baby. We're going to eat some chili. It's going to be awesome. What are your takeaways from yesterday? Kai, my takeaway is that everybody's paying attention to Marquette winning the Big East. Mm-hmm. But the other Golden Eagles are my sweetheart of the day. Southern Miss gets it done, wins the Sun Belt outright, thanks to Marshall falling at Old Dominion. 200 to 1, Kai. I am riding high on my Southern Miss preseason future win there. Thought it was dead after they lost at Old Dominion, but the Monarchs, really big late end of the season homestand there. Just got to tip my cap, I guess, Matthew, to Southern Miss. Got Got to celebrate it. What's your takeaway? Yeah, that's a great story. If anyone doesn't know, like the whole Jay Ladner turnaround uh, brings in who is a, a special assistant. I forget his name. Uh, just a really cool development there and how they just completely resurrected that program. And that place has basically been sold out the last few weeks. Into that to take away, Jim. Kai, my takeaway. Um, didn't really have one, I'll be honest, but really <laughs> shocked that Xavier blitzed Seton Hall. I thought Hall was going to give them a fight and they just did not. So um, mm-hmm. Xavier continues to you know play pretty well despite a – Cumulative effective injuries so far. Yeah, they lost the home to Nova too. They're, yeah. They they are very up and down, up and down team, Matthew. Uh, well, one of my one of my takeaways was the craziness at the Sun Belt because not only did Southern Miss win in their first uh, year in the league, Marshall lost to ODU and fell from number one and number three in the standings. So Louisiana got the tiebreaker over them, so a little bit of jumbling at the top of the standings. They still get a buy in the tournament. Sun Belt tournament is set. As is, uh, I think, a couple other tournaments. A-Sun is set. A-Sun. Kennesaw State clinched that yesterday. Yeah, we're starting soon, man. I can't wait. Other one real quick. Florida Gulf Coast scored 62 points in the first half against Austin P, and then scored 27 in the second. College basketball, man. Love it. You got to love it. 
All right, let's get into today's games. We're starting off with a doozy in Baylor, Texas at Baylor. Baylor laying four, Matthew. A little bit of money for Texas coming in. Both teams still in play for a one seed. Texas's path, more difficult, but more certain, I would say, for a one seed. Uh, they have three Q1A games left. Baylor, a couple uh, Q, just Q1 games, uh, if you want to put it that way. Who do you like in this game? I think I like Baylor. The price is about accurate, though. It's hard to really jump to Baylor with any sort of conviction, given how unreliable I'll say they've been the last couple of games and even um, in their four game win streak before that, you know, I think it's like, we're all just projecting their defense to be all the way back to what we thought it would be. Cause they have Mr. Cha-Cha back on the back line, but still the, the holes have been popping up left and right. They certainly did at Kansas and Kansas state. So with that and the way Texas continues to prove that they're a top end big 12 team without a whole, I mean, there's inconsistency all throughout this league, right? But Texas hasn't done anything to really um, show that they have fallen from the level that they were earlier, Jim. I think the line is about right, all things considered. I was really eager to bet Baylor, but I think four is too pricey. I think I need two or three to bet Baylor. Yeah, I don't love it at four. Uh, I took it at three for the Circa Contest, Matthew. I, I really like the spot for Baylor uh, off a couple of road losses. Previously, last weekend, that hideous second half against Kansas, about as bad as a top team has played so far this year. Credit to Kansas as well. Uh, but back home here, I think they can take care of business against Texas. First game, Timmy Allen kind of gave him the business, you know, the old switching too much. That was kind of the origination of that take for me. It was Timmy Allen just decimated the smaller guards and like the mid post on switches. That's still a little bit of a concern, but Baylor's been really good at home this year. And I think those guards start knocking down more shots. Kai, I'm, I'm liking Baylor at four, far less enthusiastically, mm. but still leading their way. Yeah, game one was all Texas. Baylor's defense let it down, and we talked about how they hit, how they've had a lot of defensive improvement that didn't really hold against Kansas and K State. Obviously, two really good teams and in tough spots, but still, it was disappointing to see. I, I also lean Baylor here at home. It is a good spot, in, in my opinion. They have a tough home court, and it, like I said a few times, Scott Drew, his adjustments. I I really trust him as a coach, but I agree the line's a tad too high for. I, I stayed away. Next one, the rematch in the WCC, St. Mary's at Gonzaga. This spread's getting up there, Jim. Gonzaga now laying five and a half. I think it's Gonzaga's game. Uh, uh, they haven't gotten a lot of press this year, but still quietly top 15 in the country. Best offense in the nation. Who do you like tonight? Man, number leans St. Mary's for me, but like everything else, like every single other thing leans Gonzaga for me. They really controlled that first matchup. I was relatively lucky to get a St. Mary's outright win there. I think Gonzaga struggles most with teams that can score, can put up points, take advantage of their lack of interior rim protection, perimeter defense. Like they're just kind of weak on that end. St. Mary's not a super explosive squad. Uh, Matt Gonzaga maybe had a little bit of trouble with the the way that St. Mary's plays ball screens like Razier Bolton did nothing in the first game Julian Strother really struggled because they don't help off of shooters so those guys didn't really get many open looks but Drew Timmy had a fairly big game if you get Mitchell Saxon in foul trouble St. Mary's defense really struggles uh, we saw that against LMU uh, earlier this season so I do lean Gonzaga here I just think they're kind of trending up incentivized to win big and uh, have the athletic edge and not going to get punished by St. Mary's offense. I agree. And I think St. Mary's offense, while, you know, precise, fun to watch when clicking and shots are falling, they've certainly been prone to super annoying scoring droughts if you back them as a favorite. And their prices they've been laying recently have just been insane. Now, yeah, they just boat race Pacific. Um, I mean, look at that San Diego game to, uh, three games before. They had a scoring drought against, B or B against BYU. The next game out, 
So while the Zags defense isn't as vaunted as we've seen in years past, I think St. Mary's offense is the kind of overlooked part of this handicap in that it's still really good, but it's definitely vulnerable. And I think it's being a little bit overpriced into their overall, um, you know, metrics right now. I guess they're sitting at 40th in the country. I actually think they're a little bit worse than that, just given how I know, reliant they are on their execution. And it's, you're still leading, you're still leaning heavily on Mahaney Kai, who's a freshman at the end of the day. I, I agree. I think it's a Zags game. I took him first half and full game small. I wouldn't go anything above five and a half on the uh, full game. I think first half's probably the better look here. Yeah, uh, j- just to kind of pile on to my Gonzaga's getting no press, but they're really good this year. Three of their, uh, excuse me, uh, three of their five losses for the season. One point to LMU, one point to Baylor on a neutral, overtime St. Mary's. If they win those three games, which they easily could have, they're a one seed <laughs> in the NCAA tournament again. It's kind of crazy how how they've been kind of just pushed aside because they're not elite elite this season. They did lead by eight in the second half in Morega. I think they get the job done tonight. Mahaney was a madman for sure in game one, but Timmy also had his way against St. Mary's. Um, really hard to do against the St. Mary's squad, but I think he's got their number. So I lean towards the Zags, even at the high number. Moving on to Matt's alma mater, Indiana. They're heading to Purdue. Purdue is laying seven. Matt, I'll say this, the line feels high. I love Mackey. I think Purdue wins, but it's hard to lay seven here. Weirdly, though, I will say this. Weirdly, Purdue's only six and seven against the spread at home this season. They've been a lot better as of late. Their last, I think, three or four they've covered, but I think they've played good. Um, They've gotten those wins and covers in good spots. Um, Obviously, Ohio State's basically a lame duck team team at this point, uh, most recently winning by, what, 30 or something? Yeah, I just missed the money coming on Indiana. I was sitting at seven and a half all morning. Um, is this Bet Rivers have seven? I kind of like that. If you have a Bet Rivers account, if you don't open one, just got down do to have six one and a half. Yeah. They're watching the show. I, I think Indiana is the right play here. Um, I got a little bit of seven and a half. I think it's competitive. I think they had a good game plan out last game, Jim. Um, and Purdue is still a team that I think is slightly overpriced to the market given their slightly imbalanced schedule in the Big Ten. Yes, Mackey's a different beast. And yes, I will not endorse. Uh, with confidence fading a big 10 home team. So 71 and 41 gets the spread reminder. I think 71 and 44 now to, with two. Nights oh yeah. Cause they went on three. Yeah. Um, Row teams. Yeah, there you go. It's the revolution coming. is coming. Um, I, I still lean towards Purdue here. I, I actually think the way, when I talk myself into it, given how much I think Mackey is worth like four and a half, possibly five points. I think the, the line's actually fairly correct. I think Purdue is two to three better than Indiana on a neutral floor. Uh, despite the outcome of that first game, I think that was a lot to do with such a great home atmosphere. Uh, Mark Titus has said that he likes when they're like a very slight home dog at IU. That's that's when you get your best atmosphere there. I, I think the ED dominance is repeatable. Again, Kai, there's going to be a big deal with if either big man gets in foul trouble early, mm-hmm. that could completely swing the game. Given that it's at Purdue, I, I tend to think they will get the slightly better whistle. I just like this Purdue team at home way, way better than I like it on the road. I still lean their way. Even at seven, I think they make a statement that they are uh, firmly entrenched on the one line. Yeah, and though they are ATS-wise not great at home this season, they are a lot better. Uh, They've lost three of five, Purdue, and maybe that's kind of in people's heads. All three of those games were on the road. Uh, They do play much better at Mackey. The guards certainly seem to settle down. That first matchup was awesome, by the way, Indiana-Purdue. Indiana handled it the whole way. I think that was more so the spot. I think that was more so the atmosphere. Um, but Edie had 33 and 18 in the losing effort. I think their guards play a lot better. I think they they take care of the ball better. They're, they're, uh, Purdue was very sloppy in game one. Also shot horribly from the free throw line. 
not great from three. I think we see a better effort. Again, it's too high for me to lay, but I lean towards Purdue. I think they're going to win this game. Next one, Virginia at North Carolina, the UNC Tar Heels. On the outside looking in right now, Jim, the NCAA tournament. They're laying three against Virginia, who has tumbled down analytical rankings down to 33rd in Kempom. They were number 15 10 days ago. A two-point home win against Notre Dame, a loss by to BC by 15, has caused them to tumble. I think 10 days ago, this spread would have been closer to pick. Now they're plus three. What are your thoughts? It's it's up to five. Uh, our friends at Rashes bet UNC, which I actually agree with, and I'll talk about why. Jim, five for a number. Four and a half at Bet Rivers. Uh, that's too high, Jim. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably too high. I, I, I don't trust North Carolina. I don't really see why you would. Uh, they had the one nice home win against Clemson where they shot the ball really, really well. That's not super repeatable. They're shooting 28% in league play, dead last in ACC from deep. That's a problem against the pack line. I think you can punish them inside this current version of Virginia that's not playing Caden Chedrick. So Baycott could actually have a pretty large game going against Gardner and Vanderplas inside. I just don't trust Virginia at all right now. Right. Right? Kyle, you <laughs> mentioned the two-point win against Notre Dame. The loss to BC. They also beat Louisville by three. Our, our buddy Pete texted me that that might be the worst three game stretch by a good team yeah. in a long time. Like a team that's a top three seed in the reveal. All three of those efforts are absolutely hideous. So, yeah, Matt, I kind of buy that the current form of Virginia is circling the toilet seat. And I, I, I get people that are betting North Carolina. I do too. The one issue uh the reason i guess i'm not gonna back unc here and i'm kind of tempted to even at the stale price i'm with jim on the uva thing is circling the drain look at their splits though they tend to play down to their competition which is a trend i think we've noticed with tony bennett teams they've not been super talented i think their style and execution jim kind of like you see wisconsin they're never going to be out of any game they're always going to rise well but they can certainly uh, drop to a lesser team because they don't have that talent to overwhelm you and i think that's what you need to put teams away with with uh with conviction um but yeah louisville notre dame boston college last three one by three one by two lost outright before that kai beat duke at home covered no t i know it was a bs call whatever beat nc state handily by 13 how good has nc state been um i mean lost at virginia tech but then one at syracuse one at wake beat virginia by 18 so i mean they played well in the big games of acc play mostly to date but i think the last three games there's more of a ooh red flag that this uva thing is not going the right direction yeah, they won game one by five at home. Um, UNC was competitive in that game up in the second half. They also didn't have Pete Nance. Also, Baycott played one minute in that game. So these are points in UNC's favor. By the way, big game from Jalen Washington in that game. He's barely played since. That's kind of a curious thing by Hubert Davis there. Um, but as expected, in that game, UNC bombed away from three, man. Eight for 24 from three. The guards are going to be tempted all day to take threes over the pack line. And we know... When they're shooting like that, they can miss a lot of shots. Love and Davis do not take good shots. In my opinion, from a maturity perspective, it's men versus boys. It's Virginia's well-oiled, disciplined team. UNC is erratic, not mature, still willing to take bad shots. Four and a half, I'm leaning towards Virginia. Again, like I said, this, this spreads a lot lower 10 days ago, and I'm not sure Virginia all of a sudden became a bad team in the last 10 days. Couple extra quick points, Kai. I totally agree that Baycott playing one minute is a massive hurt for UNC. Mm -hmm. I don't know that not having Pete Nance matters. That man's yeah. confidence is shattered right now. Uh, two chats about the total. I don't know if either of you guys have any uh, read on that matchup. I think leans under Virginia controlling tempo. Neither team can shoot that well, but some of the number stuff I look at leaned over. 
I think I'd be more of an under guy there if I had to be. Lean under. First game played 63 possessions. I probably didn't play a whole lot faster. Yeah. Uh, Chat mob, part one. Jim, we're already here. What do we got? We're going right to Matt because Joey is in early in the chat delivering his Mac questions. Matt, Ball State, minus seven and a half at the Fighting Amani Bateses. Still kind of in the running to get into the Mac tournament. Eastern Michigan, they need to get into the top eight. Do you think they are able to pull an upset against Ball State, who just had a huge, huge win over Kent State? Yeah, tough spot for Ball State. I think it's a good spot for Eastern Michigan. Um, but, man, I just can't back this team right now. I know they got the win against Western Michigan, but I'm just still torn from the Akron-Kent State's demolitions before. I don't think Eastern Michigan can rise and play against the best teams in the MAC. I think this year Ball State is not quite the Kent State-Akron split level, but they're creeping closer to that. Um, and I think Ball State's high alert after Eastern Michigan almost beat them in overtime first meeting. Yeah, Ball State got a big bit, uh, boost last game from Jalen Windham. Actually, like, gave them 20 minutes for the first time in a really long time. Uh, Kai, Colgate, minus two at Navy. They have fully clinched this league. I don't know that Navy has a ton of seeding worry here for the tournament, but do you have any read on this game? Boy, I hate fading both teams, Jim and the Patriot. It seems like a bad idea to do either. Um, lean towards Colgate. Always have to lean towards Colgate. I think we've said their their historical Patriot ATS record last five, six years. It's really impressive. Um, I lean towards Colgate. Matthew, Casey Tomanaga, does he keep rolling at home? Nebraska laying eight and a half against Minnesota, who's playing their third game this week. Terrible spot. Nebraska laying eight. I'm not all the way there in Nebraska, Jim. I lean that way, but I'm not that excited to back my Huskers. Ty, how about Northern Kentucky? Minus two and a half. They are at Oakland. Two different zone teams here that are, you know, maybe kind of a weird matchup against each other. Rocket Watts is back for Oakland. Do you think mm-hmm. that helps or hurts? What do you yeah. think? I lean towards NKU. Um, I think this is going to be the the typical Norse get really good at the end of the year type of thing. Run through the Horizon tournament, make the tournament. So I, I like NKU minus two. I agree. I agree there. Matt, ACC, Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Demon Deacons laying six and a half at home against the Irish. Actually, that sounds wrong. Is that at Notre Dame? No, it's, at that, it's at Wake. Yeah, it's at Wake. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody in the, in the chat pointed out that Wake got down early, like 12, and ended up winning by 17 in the first matchup, so 30-point swing. <clears throat> what do you think here of the Deeks? And now they're without Damari Monsanto, who's a phenomenal shooter. I think they're going to miss him badly. Yep. Good point, Jim. I think it's Rex Byers. You're one of your competitors in the uh, circle pool. Had a really good case for Notre Dame last night. I was pretty sold. I just think down the stretch, they're playing a little bit better. You know, a bunch of fifth, six-year seniors under Bray. I, I think they're going to be feisty down the stretch. You just bet every game Notre Dame here the rest of the year. I bet you make money. Yeah, they've been very good against the spread lately at Duke, at Virginia, sticking around. So uh, we are holstering Creighton and Villanova for best bets. That's coming mm-hmm. later. Kai, TCU at Texas Tech. The Red Raiders rolling. Now they're two-point favorites at home against the Horned Frogs. Yeah. Rumors of a possible Bacho return. I think Pat in the chat said he's not going to be back. Uh, but they still have Isaacs and Amac. Is that enough to beat TCU? I'll be honest. I probably would have made TCU pick or favorite in, in this game just slightly. Um, however, I'm not going against Texas Tech, man. I really think they're kind of a team of destiny right now. The way they've been playing lately, they've been very impressive with Amac back in the lineup. They're streaking. They obviously need to keep winning to make the tournament. Texas Tech is a really tough place to play. Um, so I, I, I'm staying fully away in this game. My number in my heart do not agree in this game. Yeah, I'm with Matt TCU, but I, I get it. Kai. My number the, the says TCU Texas as well, but I'm no thanks right now. That, yeah. that team is rolling. Um, 
Kai, going, going right back to you because I know you have a, an opinion here to, from Tindley Monk, Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Does uh, Stark Vegas take down the rolling Aggies train? I think they do. I like Miss State here. Uh, annoyingly, this one flipped to them as a favorite, which I think is correct. When they opened as a dog, I was I was a little surprised. I get it from the perspective of, you know, A&M's been, been really hot lately. Um, but I like Miss State here. Again, another team that's back against the wall type of mentality. Does it matter that much in, in terms of ATS? Probably not. But a good narrative to, to kind of speak about here. Um, I, I think they can force turnovers. And I think Chris Jans brings out a good game plan. I think Miss State gets it done. All right, Matt, in the OVC, your favorite league, Moorhead State, laying five at home against UT Martin. Moorhead just clinched the title by beating yeah. Eastern Illinois this week. I'm sure there were celebrations. They cannot be caught for the one seed. Does that motivation angle just make you lean towards UT Martin? Yeah, kind of lame duck spot here, but uh, and I forget what Martin has to play for on their end. I felt a little short given how well Moorhead's playing, I'll be honest. And even though Martin will have relatively more motivation, they're still, I think, in the mindset of, the conference tournament is our season too. So I don't think you have some massive discrepancy in motivation here. That said, I still lean our Skyhawks. Yeah. I, I, I think there's at least incentive like, okay, can we beat the top team in the league? Uh, it's true. Yeah. Heads, like whatever. Kai Tennessee tech at Eastern Illinois staying in that same league, Tennessee tech minus one. They torpedoed my Southern Indiana best bet a couple nights ago by being absolutely scorching from beyond the arc, but they actually yep. have been an awesome shooting team all year. All year. So, yep. Yeah, I think it's short. Minus one. I like Tennessee Tech. I think they're a lot better than EIU. A lot, a lot better. OVC home has been really good this season, but I lean towards Tennessee Tech minus one. All right, Matt. I know you like this game from Pat. Utah Valley minus two at Abilene Christian. You taking the Wolverines? Take the Wolves. Yeah, they're they're pretty mad. They just got, as I was saying earlier, this, like they got caught in this stupid rock fight with Tarleton. Now they get to come up for air and breathe and play a you know, I guess a similarly feisty and pressure inducing team with ACU, but not nearly as like, you know, wrestling matches as we see with the Tarleton. I think they roll today. Bounce back spot here on the road. Just a better team. I think they outclass ACU. Um, let's do a couple more before we go back to the outline. Matt, back to you here, actually. UC San Diego just beat UC Irvine. Yep. Now they're uh, hosting UC Santa Barbara. The, the Gauchos at five and a half point favorite on the road. It's one of those teams, uh, LaSalle, I tried to do this with UC San Diego. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I want to do it today. I kind of want to keep riding this this juju that they're on, but terrible spot here um, with UC Santa Barbara. I think they're angry today. Too too short of a number to take my uh, my Tritons, but I think uh, I think it'd be it would be wise to keep riding this wave. They're they're just they got something going right now. Yeah, seems like it. And Santa Barbara not playing that great of late. And uh, also down uh, down two guards, I think too. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Pat's last question, Louisiana Tech at Middle Tennessee. This number's been hammered. Um, I got six in the circuit contest last night. It's now eight and a half, Middle Tennessee laying that. Uh, Louisiana Tech 0-3 against the spread without Kobe Williams. Yeah. Middle Tennessee has had a week off, which I think is really important for getting ready for this one. But I wouldn't lay eight and a half. That's, that's maybe a little, just a, a bridge too far, too steep. Uh, can't quite get there. All right, one more, Kai. Michigan State at Iowa. Hawkeyes minus five and a half, some six in some places. People are really loving the Big Ten home team here. The splits between home against the spread numbers and Michigan State road against the spread numbers pretty stark. What are you thinking? Yeah, I don't like to go against home court here, but I think the number's a tad high. I probably towards Michigan State on the number. Similar case to Purdue, Indiana. I'm staying away because I do respect Iowa's home court. They're actually very good at ATS-wise at, at their home floor. 
Um, so staying away. Yep. Agreed. Uh, all right. Plenty more questions upwards of 15 that we will hit in chat mob part two, but Kai back to the outline. All right. Let's tip off with San Diego state at New Mexico, a gigantic game for the Lobos. San Diego state, by the way, Jim, quietly awesome ascending to top 15 status, which is where we thought they'd be preseason. They're a six seed right now, but New Mexico has work to do those two Q4 losses without house. It's pretty tough to come back from that from a bracketology perspective. Who do you like in this game? New Mexico, three point dogs. Yeah. Can they maintain dominance? If you sweep San Diego state, suddenly you have a much better case for the NCAA tournament, hopefully offsetting some of the bad losses that they've taken recently. Uh, Kai, if I told you San Diego state is awesome defensively, would you just nod and say, of course? Yes. But if I told you they had the best offense in the mountain West, would you say, Hey, that's kind of surprising. I would say, yeah, that's kind of surprising, Jim. Yeah. How about that? So the Aztecs <laughs> have been scoring. Darian Chamel has definitely given them uh, a bit of a boost. They're shooting the three like crazy. Uh, Adam Seiko has given them such a weapon off the bench uh, and sometimes starting. I actually lean San Diego state here, Matt. Um, I, I think, think they are ascending New Mexico state sort of descending or excuse me, New Mexico. How dare I confuse that? I know I will get skewered uh, by both fan bases for that, uh, but I lean towards the Aztecs on the road, Matthias. I agree. Do I want to lay three though, Kai? Eh, That's maybe not there. with uh, New Mexico healthier. And I think we've talked about how they've been sort of undervalued all shockingly the whole year just finding a way to like barely cover spreads and not fully bake in their performance or caliber into the market. And then they kind of have the setback with the injuries. I could argue it's still a little bit, um, you know, that, that they are still underpriced, but I'm with Jim. Though. I think the stronger force here for me is San Diego state, the way they're playing. Um, and I just think they're so balanced. That's what makes them so dangerous. We haven't really seen that before from this team. So I like the text on the road. If you're a spot believer, I think the spot is, it can't get much better than the New Mexico right here. Um, Q1 opportunity at the pit against the best team in the league. I, I, I just think it's a huge spot. And you're a dog as well. Um, I, I do like New Mexico. Um, they beat San Diego State earlier this year. They won by nine, led by 13, led the entire way. Wire to wire against San Diego State at San Diego State. That's impressive. House Mashburn combined for 51 points in that game. They rock. Um, I think they can do it again. I, I like New Mexico plus three here. The atmosphere is going to be fantastic. Yes. Uh, all right. Next one is Kansas State at Oklahoma State. A sneaky good matchup, Matt, in the Big 12. Or any Big 12 matchup sneaky, though. They're all good. We, we know they're this. Big 12, their conference rocks. Uh, Oklahoma State is laying three. A little surprise number. I, I think I think money's coming a little bit on Oklahoma State. Surprises me just a tad. Uh, what are your thoughts? Want to take Oklahoma State, but don't want to lay three with the team that has looked pretty incompetent in terms of you know perimeter scoring guard play it's a very lopsided roster without avery anderson i kind of thought they'd be able to patch together a decent uh you know guard collection without him but those mid-major transfers just really haven't been as good as we hoped uh and when you take anderson away i think it really strips their offense k-state is a much more mortal team away from home as uh, many of these big 12 and big 10 teams are jim but still um too much conflicting on both sides i think the price is about right so easy stay away from me here yeah, I, price definitely is is the hesitant part for me, but I, I like Oklahoma State in the spot. I, I have said I kind of like fading Kansas State second time through the order of, of Big 12 play. Now they've won two games in a row at home. They beat Baylor, they beat Iowa State, but on the road, that gives me some real pause. Um, so Kai, definitely a lean to Oklahoma State. I think they can kind of frustrate that two-man game that K-State really thrives on. They've got some guys to throw at Noel and Johnson. Uh, but not going to lay three. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. 
But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. It's really hard to figure out what level this Oklahoma State team is at without Avery Anderson fully. So they've lost three in a row. I think they, they're they 0-3 against the spread as well. But it was road TCU, road West Virginia, home against Kansas. It's a pretty tough three-game stretch. And before that, they won three games straight with it, with uh, without Avery Anderson, and they covered. The truth probably lies in the middle, but I worry about Oklahoma State's number one scoring, number two ball handling against Kansas State without Avery Anderson. I do trust the home court, though. It's very tough. And again, if you believe in narratives, this is huge for their tournament implications. They're falling really, really close to the cut line, Oklahoma State. They need this win. Um, Kansas State's still in play for even a two seed. You could argue they need it as well, but I'm staying away in this one. All right, next one here is Arkansas at Alabama. Yes, this game fell way down the list here uh, on the rundown. Uh, Jim, Arkansas is catching eight, or excuse me, eight and a half point dogs to Alabama. We know about the off the court issues. Who do you like in this one? I like Arkansas. Me and you know the rest of the six billion population of planet Earth. <laughs> yep, or trillion, whatever it is. Um, it's just this version of Arkansas is much better than the other versions of the Nick Smith in the starting lineup playing 25, 30 minutes a game. He had 26 points last game out. He is really starting to round into form and look like a lottery pick. And speaking of which Brandon Miller, great on the other side, 41 points, but the rest of the team did not help him out very much in OT at South Carolina. The rest of the team went one for 14 from three. I, I worry that maybe the noise surrounding the team is going to affect Miller's teammates even more than him where they're having to answer questions and are worried about his fate, uh, kind of all that stuff that's going on. So given the ascending trajectory that Arkansas is on and this kind of shaky status of Alabama, Matt, I have to lean Razorbacks here. Yeah, I'm a square as well, Jim. I like, I bet uh, Arkansas plus eight, plus eight and a half. Uh, precarious, there's been zero movement on this, Kai. It's held steady. It's an eight and a half across the board. There's some resistance and I certainly understand it, right? Like, can't you just see the, okay, screw the external noise. We're going to go out and prove that we're the, the the legit dominant team that we've shown all season, especially after that near loss to South Carolina. Um, and this price is no bargain given the level that Alabama's played to, even with the current resurgence from Pig Suey. So I certainly understand why this number has not moved, but I still think the overriding um, edge here is the whole Bama off the court circus thing, which I just think it has a higher chance to be a negative than a positive. So I did take uh pick I, I understand it from the perspective of Alabama's home court is ridiculous this year. They're nine and four against the spread plus 13 cover margin yeah, blowouts, but I don't get it in the fact that 
I don't know how you can look at this Alabama program right now and not think that they're clear. I mean, they're clearly being affected. You don't have a two point game with South Carolina in overtime. If you're not being affected by off the court issues, I know Miller uh, had a great game, but I still think it's permeating through the locker room a little bit. They're thinking about it. They're not fully focused on the game at hand, but, but also on the other side, Hey, Arkansas has been playing pretty well lately. And by the way, Nick Smith is back and he's playing great when he plays over 20 minutes. Arkansas is six and one against the spread. They're a really good team. And there's no way that his him being back has been fully accounted for in this line. Why? Kim Palm has this game eight. The market has it eight. Kim Palm, his algorithms, Nick Smith's played eight games all season. There's there's no way he, his impact is fully baked into this. So I think the line, uh, there's value for, for the Razorbacks here. It's my best bet at plus eight and a half. So Arkansas plus eight and a half. We're locking it in. Next one, Auburn at Kentucky. Kentucky is laying five and a half to the Tigers. Matthew, one team's rolling. One team is Auburn. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, you know my take on Auburn. I've been on record with them as a you know quasi-fade all season. However, I, I, their defense is all the way legit. I think you have to at least accept that. Uh, you cannot score with them on the rim, and I think the way they attack the offensive glass, even when their guards are erratic and not making shots, they've still played to a higher level than I think even I expected. Um, yeah, some money coming in on Kentucky here, betting this up to five, some money on the under as well from 144 to 141 kind of gives me the sense that Auburn controls the tempo. Um, but I think their offense sputtering at a half court game is what ultimately gives Kentucky the edge here, Jim. So I sort of understand both of those movements on side and total. Yeah. A little bit surprised that Auburn has actually not been as heavy tilted to against the spread at home versus road. They're only six and nine against the spread uh, at home at Auburn arena and on the road, they are six and six four. And four. Yeah. So right. actually somewhat better uh, competing on the road. I just think this version of Kentucky is the solved riddle. Uh, they have figured out that Kaysen Wallace needs to be the lead ball handler. They're figuring out the right times to feed Shibway. And Kai, Chris Livingston has really emerged as that kind of like ferocious wing defender, but also chases down offensive rebounds, scored double digits in four of the last five. I think he's been a big difference maker for them, his ascension. So I I lean towards Kentucky here, even at five. I I think Big Blue Nation gets it done at Rupp. Yeah. Worth noting, Kai, real quick, two-point difference, Ken Palm. You guys mentioned this, sorry. 72-70, Ken Palm up to five in the market. One of these... Later yeah. season, big discrepancies you have on marquee games where I think odds makers may be taking too much of a adjustment. Market might be getting too uh, overzealous. I don't know. Maybe. There's been a lot of these. Lately. Could be. Like three points off Ken Palm. It's wild. Usually personnel. It could mean CJ Frederick is back. It could mean Sevilla Wheeler is also back. Maybe not. It could be Auburn's lost four straight games on the road. And despite being six yeah. and four against the spread, they're four and six straight up uh, on the road. So they have not really gotten it done uh, away from home. And Kentucky's looked a lot better recently. I sort of lean towards Kentucky as well at five and a half agreed. It's getting pretty high. So probably nothing official there. All right. Chat mob part two. Let's do it. All right. We're going to quick do the 11 a.m. Tips 11 central. Kai, that means you get UConn minus seven and a half at St. John's. That's been asked about Uh big road revenge potential here for the Huskies after they lost at home the first game. Yeah. Kind of feel like they smash them. That's my my gut there. I think UConn is pretty close to being back, like scary, like scary UConn that we saw earlier this season. Yep. Uh, Matthew Clemson at NC State. Wolfpack laying six. They have been cooking, especially at home lately. Great atmospheres there uh, at PNC. They keep going against Clemson, who's trying to get back into the NCAA tournament consideration picture. 
Yeah, number felt high to me, but I think this is a super high scoring game. So if you get this in the 160s, minus six will play more like minus four. And from that lens, I feel like the number is about right with that adjustment. Uh, and market believes it'll be high scoring too, bet from 147 up to 151. Um, but yeah, no action on the side for me. Uh, and then I'm going to sneak in one of my best bets here just because the game is tipping soon. Creighton, minus two and a half, taking them at Villanova. Uh, I know that Villanova is playing a lot better of late, but Creighton off that loss, tough loss at home to Marquette, I think they're still the better team, plenty to play for for them as well. Um, and their lack of depth is not going to hurt against Villanova's tempo. They, they play very slow. Uh, Creighton only playing five guys isn't going to be uh, a, pre- a big problem there. So I like the Blue Jays on the road, minus two and a half. One of my best bets. We'll get to the rest shortly. All right, a lot of chat mob here, so rapid fire, fellas. Matt, Arizona State at Arizona, Wildcats laying 12 in Tucson. Uh, last year, the year before, I was taking Arizona State. I feel like they usually play U of A close, but I think the version of U of A we're starting to see emerge now is too good to fade, so no action here for me. Um, from Jay Letterman, Montana, Sacramento State, total question under. Yes, definitely. Uh, I took this in the circuit contest. It's been bet down. 51 possessions in the first game, 51. <laughs> that is almost North Texas Charlotte-esque with yeah. that pathetic tempo. So uh, certainly like the under there. Kai, Vermont is laying two and a half at Bryant in the America East. Vermont has clinched the title. Questions about the side or the total here. So take this in whatever direction you like. Man, I kind of lean towards Bryant. It, it feels like a, a hype spot for them. And they, they're certainly talented enough to win this game. And like you said, Vermont's clinched the America East. There's really nothing significant for them to play for except just just winning a, a competitive game um i lean towards brian a little bit at two and a half uh, matthew san francisco's headed to byu after a ridiculous shootout against portland the other night that seems like tough travel to me byu laying six are you riding with the cougs no no action and byu's lost four straight too but they haven't played terribly just um you know got caught in a good schedule and in a tough spot at pepperdine to start that losing streak off i think numbers about right um, I kind of like over. Like, there's a ton of points. I think you just kind of parlay that momentum of scoring that the Don's had last time out. 150. I like the over. All right, from Ibrahim Kai, Oral, Ra, Oral Bob is at South Dakota State. Perhaps the last chance for someone to beat Oral Roberts in this conference. Do you think they get it done? Um, spread. Sorry, I don't have offhand. Oral Roberts leading five. Five. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not fading Oral Roberts. Uh, it's a <laughs> it's a fantastic spot for South Dakota State. They are good enough to compete with Oral Roberts, but they have not proved it this year. Injuries have decimated this team all season. It's been sad for the Bunnies. Um, so I lean Oral or nothing. You always do. Um, all right. <laughs> Hi, right back to you. Yeah. From Dennis Parker, Furman at Sanford. Game four, the SoCon title here. Winner gets the one seed. Uh, Sanford wins outright if they win. Furman's taking a little bit of money. Minus one now. What do you think in this one? I'm rooting for the Paladins, man. Uh, obviously, we have futures on them. That that's the the main reason, but I think they're better than Sanford too. And it's really confusing, Jim. The efforts that we've seen from Furman sometimes losing to Citadel, I don't really get it. They have the best two players on the floor. For my money, they have the best coach in the league in Bob Ritchie. I I think they can they can win this game. I think they will win this game. Yeah, barely beat ETSU, barely beat Mercer. I don't know if they're looking ahead to this game or what, but really really strange performances. Know. Conference yeah, tournaments uh, all that matters to this team. I think they're looking ahead of the conference tournament. That's my concern. Yeah, if they get the one seed though, it helps a lot. You get to the NIT too. Uh, also, whether oh, it matters yeah, to them or not. But yeah. um, all right, Matt Donovan Hill asking about Dartmouth at Penn. Quakers laying ten against the Big Green. 
feels a little high for a team that's already kind of locked up their postseason berth. And we uh, don't have the updated data on road Ivy teams, but they have been tremendous this season. I think I'm looking to take the big green in sort of a sleepy spot fading I think, pen. I think the only thing is Dartmouth has been brutal lately without Kate Haskins in the lineup. That's the only thing. Last two games, they've been poor. I didn't think he was that important, but yeah, I guess you're having, I mean, he has they've been pretty bad. I still think it's too high. Yeah, tend to lean towards road or uh, double digit dogs in the Ivy. Just the bigger dogs, but, right? Yeah. Um, Kai from Wonka Dog, he asked about East Carolina Houston, but specifically the team total for East Carolina, which to me, I don't really know how they're scoring against Houston without Javon Small. Uh, he liked the over, though. I don't know. Do you have any take on that game? You don't have to talk about team total. Yeah, I'm not sure what the team total even is, but 55 I, and a half. Sorry. 55 and a half. I don't know. I, every time you think Houston, there's no way they can cover that spread. They can. They can cover the spread. They're the best team in the country. Um, I, I lean towards Houston, I guess. Uh, Matt from the Paris, a total out in the big sky, Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado sitting 150 right now. Um, Northern Arizona doesn't play fast, but they also don't play defense. So what do you think? Yeah, that's the problem with NIU. I think I was on a few unders the last few weeks with them and just the lack of defense screwed me with them. So I have no involvement in the total. Um, the side feels about right too. Minus five bears at home. Like I may be leaning their way, but nothing strong. Kyle, let's tag team this one. Youngstown IUPUI total 149 uh, total is way higher than the first game, but the first game at 180 points. I still like the over. Uh, I think both teams can score efficiently. IUPUI has been an over juggernaut lately. And for the spread, Mr. McEwen. I like IUPUI plus 15. Now they got absolutely slaughtered in the first matchup. It was like 104 to 75 or something like that. But Youngstown was at home. They played much better at home. IUPUI, I think now is, I want to say, 11-3 and three against the spread the last 14 games. Yep. Keep riding you, ooey pooey. All right, Matt. Florida Atlantic, your owls, as you are wearing the shirt, winning in paradise. They're hosting UTEP. We mentioned games that are way off of Ken Palm. Uh, that, Ken Palm has Florida Atlantic minus 15 here, and it is 11-12 to 12 now in the market. What gives? Uh, market likes UTEP, and I understand why I like UTEP too. They've been undervalued for most of the year. Um, even though their Kempom ranking hasn't really changed, they've been a profitable betting team. So it, you're right, the market quite hasn't, um, uh, or Kempom hasn't quite caught up, I guess, with the market there. I still love my Owls, Jimbo, at home. I have deja vu of when I was at the La Tech game, laying a similar number. I think the better play is first half. They made the starting lineup switch last game. They're starting their best players. I think they come out and continue that demolition derby that they put on, uh, who they just beat last two days ago. Um, UTSA by a million, whatever. They beat someone by 50. Doesn't matter. I think they keep it going today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was UTSA. All right, Matt, right back to you, actually. Princeton at Harvard from Scott H. This is a pick in the Ivy League. Harvard is, I think, cannot make the postseason now. Princeton playing for the top seed. What do you got? Oh, I thought Harvard had to win to stay alive. Like, okay, this is their okay. do or then die. Is um, that is, that is, I think it is desperation. Let me confirm. Chat mob, please audit me on that. I don't no, want to right. get out of a steal right. take. Yeah, uh, right. and for that reason, I guess I'm staying away. Otherwise, I'd take Princeton. I just think I like the coaching mismatch. And again, the road team um, tends to have some value in the Ivy. But that motivational split, stay away. Uh, Kai, in the ACC, you behind the scenes told me you might have just bet a pit seed line prop. But now in, in the actual games, they are laying six <laughs> against Syracuse. Any take on this particular game? Not particularly, no. Um, I think the line's about right. I didn't take any side here. Okay, West Virginia at Kansas coming in best bets, which we should speed through. So one word answers here now. Matthew, Southern minus five and a half at Bethune-Cookman. Mm, pass. I like both teams. All right. Uh, Kai, Rhode Island at Fordham. Fordham laying eight and a half at Rose Hill Gym. Rhode Island's terrible on the road. 
Uh, Fordham's good at home. Rhode Island without Freeman, I, I lean towards Fordham, even though it seems pretty high. So you should call them Home Island. Home Island is oh, where they, they belong, the Ryan Center. I like Rhodey. Disagree. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Matt, from the Ivy again here, Brown, nine and a half point favorites at Columbia. It feels a little too high, but I get the the motivation, right? Even motivated road favorite. Brown needs this game today. Columbia is kind of a lame duck. Season's basically done for them. I understand the money. Nine and a half, that was no bargain. I wouldn't take it at this price. I uh, saw some questions about Florida at Vandy. I really like Vandy there. I, I don't think the full amount of Castleton's absence is baked in there. So Vandy minus three and a half, still like it. Uh, Kai, Cornell plus seven and a half at Yale. This spread would have been unfathomable a couple of weeks ago, but is it too big? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, it's too big. I lean towards Cornell. I'm, I don't know their personnel situation. They might still have a guy out or two, but too high. Cornell is right in that mix as well for, with the other Ivy teams fighting for their life. So, yep. yeah. Azir Williams has, has come back, so I think he's back. close to healthy. Huge. Yep. Uh, Kai, right back to you. Your slew Billikens are hosting Chicago's A10 team, Loyola Chicago. It is an 11 and a half point spread at Chaffetz Arena. Feels a little high. Slew just not, they just don't have the juice, man. I, I was really rooting for this team this season. They've let me down several times now. Loyola not playing as poorly recently. I think 11 points is a lot. Travel is driving to Chicago or driving to St. Louis from Chicago. Not bad at all. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, I saw Ethan W's question about UNC Greensboro and East Tennessee State. Um, this spread felt high to me with ETSU a lot healthier, but uh, UNCG has a chance to clinch or not clinch. They could share the league title if they win and Furman wins. So I think there's plenty of incentive for them. Uh, I ended up staying away. Matt, Loyal, Maryland, they are a one point home favorite against American. Another spread that would have been kind of unthinkable like a month ago. Any thoughts on this game? Wow, really? I watched this. I'm going to bet American after the show. I don't care what the form <laughs> is. American's better. They're just better. They they made Loyola Mellon look like mincemeat first matchup. Americans, they're good. They're just, I think, kind of getting this sleepy pre-conference tournament mode. They'll be fine. Good team. There you go. Um, all right. That is pretty much it. Uh, oh, Ibrahim, Matt, Loyal Marymount, and Pepperdine. Pepperdine at home. Do we like them there? Or is LMU just better? We just like the over, Jim. I think we like both offenses. Is kind of where I'm leaning there. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Best bets. Kai, going to you to lead off. All right, reminder of my best bet. It's Arkansas, plus eight and a half. I'm joining the masses. Just because everyone likes it doesn't mean it's a bad bet. Arkansas, plus eight and a half, Jim. Love it. Uh, I already gave Creighton minus two and a half, tips in two minutes. And I'm also going with Akron, Western Michigan, under 137 and a half. The only teams in this league that like playing in the half court, I think that kind of has a doubling effect against each other, not totally captured in the numbers here. Uh, first game was like 118 total points, uh, a grind. I think we see another game like that between the Zips and the Chippewas. Matthew. West Virginia, take me home to Covertown, but first half only, taking the fighting Bob Huggins, catching five in the first stands against Kansas. Kansas has been a juggernaut in the second half. We've seen the, the runs they can put on teams, and West Virginia has been known to blow leads. I think it's a great spot, kind of a sleepy, catchy, uh, or sleepy spot for West Virginia to catch. KU, kind of one of those home lulls that we've seen them do a few times this year. So I think they keep it close first half. Plus five, best bet. All right, that does it, folks. Thank you for joining us once again on our Field of 68 Best Bet Show presented by Bet Rivers. We are off again on Sunday. We are back on Monday, which I believe is the kickoff to conference tournament season. The A-Sun has games that day in their tournament. So stay tuned for that one. That is at noon central on Monday. Good luck with your bets this weekend. And of course, have a great weekend in general.